The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. All right. Well, of course, I'm going to be speaking because that song was taken from Ezekiel 37, and he, he talks about Ezekiel at the beginning. But let me give you the context to this song and to the verses that we're going to be looking at. In 597 BC, the armies of Babylon came and they went to Jerusalem and and captured the king, captured lots of leaders and took them into exile back to Babylon. It was known as the Babylonian exile and you can read about it in 2 Kings chapter 24. That was bad, but 10 years later, the armies of Babylon came back and this time they destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple and captured a whole lot of more people, including a young man called the prophet Ezekiel and took him back to Babylon. And so all these people that were taken back to Babylon, they were in despair because what had happened 150 years previously to this is that the armies had gone beforehand and captured all these Israeli people, um, taken them away. And those Israeli uh, Israelian people in exile had gradually got lost into the cultures. And they faded into history, and they've become known as what we say the lost tribes of Israel. And so these people now that were taken to Babylon, including Ezekiel, are thinking, so what's going to happen to us? Jerusalem is wrecked. The temple, which symbolizes our relationship with God, is destroyed. All of us are gone. Is there any hope for us? Is the dynasty of David now over? And so they were in despair. And also in the ancient mindset, because the Babylonians had conquered uh, the people from Jerusalem, it was like, well, is the God of Babylon stronger than our God? And so they had a terrible um, time of faith, and they brought a saying into being that um, it was, our bones are dried up. And in that, it means we have no future, no heritage, promises are gone, God's abandoned us, it's all hopeless. So they were in a bad way, okay? And that's where this vision that Uh, God gave to Ezekiel. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Ezekiel chapter 37. And we're going to read the whole lot because I'll refer to it as I go along this morning. So you ready for the vision? All right. The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around the bones. It's pretty gross. They covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he said, son of man, Can these bones become living people again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm going to put breath into you, make you live again. I'll put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will breathe into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I'm the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley, and the bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So... I spoke the message as he commanded me. 
and breath came into their bodies, and they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They're saying, We have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And when this happens, my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have done just as I promised. Yes, I, the Lord, have spoken. You know, uh, I got this message uh, at 3 a.m. a few weeks ago when I got up, and the Lord began to challenge me uh, about certain parts which I'm going to share to you. So this is a fresh message for me, and I hope that as I'm speaking to I'm speaking to myself because it's got some vital truths. And the first one is God has a solution for every dry bone situation. Okay, that's the first thing. Could you imagine what Ezekiel saw? He was looking at this horrible valley full of bones. What a mess. Ugly. I'm not really keen on skeletons, but I have a friend to introduce to you. Uh, it's Claire. So Claire, would you like to come out? This is Claire. And you may ask, why is the name Claire? I will make it very clear later on. Oh, that's it. She's crossed her legs. Look at that. She's a lady. All right. Hello, Claire. Here you go. It was very fun buying Claire. The lady said, oh, is that for Halloween? And I went, no, actually, I'm preaching on Sunday. I'm preaching about speaking to the dry bones. And she went, oh. <laughs> Didn't quite know what to do with that, and there were too many customers to explain. So I don't know what she's thinking is happening this morning. But anyway, okay, so this is Claire. But you know what? When I went, I mean, it's a great time to buy a skeleton because the shops are full of them for Halloween. I just hate looking at these skeletons and the Halloween stuff. I just totally dislike it. This was the prettiest, ugly thing I could find. And if you don't like it in church, well, that's all right. It's just a prop, okay? There's no evil spirit connected with it. It's all cool, all right? But you know what I hate more than these ugly things? I hate the fact that in our lives, dry bone situations come which crush people. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's relationships that go bad. Maybe it's your finances have dried up. Maybe you're worried about the state of this city or the state of this nation. Or maybe you look across the world and you're worried about the state of the world. There's a lot of angst and a lot of hopelessness and a lot of despair. And I hate that more than that skeleton called Claire there. Okay, but we're going to talk about that. So when Ezekiel was looking at all those bones and God said something to him, he said, can these bones become living people again? Now, Ezekiel was smart. He knew that this was a trick question. It was a loaded question. Because in the natural, absolutely impossible. Totally impossible. You look at that. Can they all come together and become living? No. Nah, far too hopeless. All gone. Too bad. But then he thought, well, who asked me that question? This is the sovereign God who spoke the world into being. When he declared and created, the worlds came to pass. He's also the God that can do anything. Ezekiel had enough history to know that God can do absolutely anything. And so he thought, well, I know in the natural it's not possible, but in the supernatural it probably is possible. So he, his answer was, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Playing it safe. 
we, we sometimes do that. You know, we go, have your way, Lord. Or, Lord, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to think. But, God, I give it to you. So we're, we're there with Ezekiel with that, okay? And throughout the Bible, we see people having these loaded questions. Like, have you thought about when Gabriel went to Mary and said, Mary, are you happy for this, that God's going to come upon you and make you pregnant with the Messiah? Never happened before. Won't happen again. Are you happy for it? And she said, God be unto me according to your word, for nothing is impossible with God. So, you know, she was good. She had the right answer for that one as well. So the first thing is that God has a solution for every dry bones situation. Second thing I want to point out is that we are to declare God's words into the dry bone situation. And that's why I called her Claire, because we have got to declare to the Claire Okay, what is the word of the Lord? And it's related to the dem bones, you know, dem bones, dem clear, declare. All right, anyway, if you get it, okay, so when you think of declare, we're going to declare this, this clear here, okay? So what did Ezekiel have to do? Well, God said, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says, I put breath in you, make you live flesh, muscles cover you with skin, you will come to life and you will know that I am the Lord. I want us to remember a point. God's words are powerful. Because when we speak God's words, we speak with the whole authority of the Godhead coming through those words. And of course, it will come to pass when it's God's words. Not our fancy words. Not what we think or what we'd like to make up. But it's actually, it's God's words that has power. Now, over the decades, we've had some erroneous teaching that almost says, if you want something, just claim it, declare it, speak it out, and if you do it long enough and loud enough, it will happen. Well, no, God's not really impressed with our fancy words. What he is impressed with, with his words. And when we take his words and declare them, they have to come to pass because he stands on his word. His promises are true. And so what we have to do is find his word, and then when we've got his word, we declare that word into the situation, yeah? Because if God says it and we declare it, then his authority will come through and he will minister into those terrible dry bone situations that we, we, we come across. So we've got to find out what he says, and then we need to speak it out. You know, he didn't say to Ezekiel, Ezekiel? Just pray quietly under your tongue. He didn't even say, Ezekiel, just think about this. He said, Ezekiel, speak out, declare, prophesy. That's what those words mean. He's saying, speak it out. There's something about when we verbally speak it out, it has an extra authority and an extra power to it. Maybe it's also for us. You know, when, when we declare something, we hear the power of our, our voice. And so we can say awful things and we can pull ourselves down. But when we declare the word of the Lord, it's almost preaching to ourselves, which is why there's such a power to say it verbally. And so we speak it out. Now, I do this. And I thought I'd just share with you some of the ways that keeps me going. You know, being a Christian for, ooh, since I was six, that's a long time. That's, what's 30, 37 and six? No, Okay. Okay, and in ministry and whatever, these are some of the stuff that I, I claim. So can you put the next one up? Thanks, Aaron. Oh, we missed that one. 
Keep going, keep going, keep going. That's it. All right, this works for me. Okay, again, no apologies for James 1.5 coming up every time I preach. It's because, because I'm forever going to situations that I need his help. And I, I need his wisdom. And I go, God, James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and without reproach, and it shall be given to them. So God, I'm coming to you. I need wisdom. I need that in the ambulance. And uh, hey, it's lovely to have you here, Rob. So I've got my friends, Lindsay and Phil, who are great chaplains, known them for donkey's years. But their son, Rob, is just about to start a paramedic course tomorrow, which is awesome. So let's give him a, a clap. That's awesome, guys. And Rob, you're going to need this too, because as paramedics, when we go in and we see the situation, it's like, oh, what do we do here? Well, God says, I'll give you wisdom. Then health, Exodus 15, 26, talks about Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals you. When you are fighting sickness, you've got to claim this and say, God, you say that I am the Lord that healeth thee. And so I am claiming that, Lord, you are the God that heals me. And then I speak to my temple and say, temple, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, so about time you get into line with what the Spirit of God says. And you know what I had to do that? Last Sunday night, after we had Tim Hall, we had a beautiful healing um, day here. It was great. And at the end of the service, I got my first ever attack of vertigo. And I could hardly walk out the building. I spent 20 minutes hanging over the toilet in the bathroom with Miriam Marin looking after me. Um, and... I'm going, what is this? Is this spiritual? Is this physical? What is going on? Anyway, I managed to get home and slept for 12 hours. But that next morning, Monday morning, we had to drive all the way to Port Macquarie for our state conference, which was a massive week full of meetings and appointments the whole time. And so I woke on Monday morning and went, I feel a bit better, but I've got a four and a half, five hour trip. God, I need your help. And I went, you are the Lord that heals me. So my dry bones was, will I have that again? And then I had to declare, I will never have an attack of vertigo again because I'm claiming that in the name of Jesus Christ. This temple does not need that, and I'm not going to accept it, and I'm going to walk in your healing. So I slept all the way to Port Macquarie, and then when the conference came, I would get up and I'd say, God, now today I'm in your strength, and I just got stronger and stronger over the week. You see, when the dry bone situations come, it's hard. It's not easy. When dry bone situations come, we want to curl in a corner and feel sorry for ourselves, Or we want to put the covers on our, over our head and not get out of bed. That's not God's plan. God says, I've called you for far more than that. I've called you to declare into those situations and see my authority and my miracles come. You know, John has been speaking about the, the year of miracles. When do you need a miracle? When you've got a dry bone situation, when it's too hard, you can't do anything about it yourself, looks hopeless, and that's when God comes in and gives us the beautiful miracle, yeah? And so, you um, claim the miracle, salvation, oh, Psalm 128, your children shall dwell in safety and continue, and their descendants shall be established before you. You may have Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But you know, if you've got a family, parents, siblings, kids, anyone that are not walking with God, you want salvation for your friends, you start claiming the promises, and declaring into it, they will know Jesus. God will be their sovereign Lord. And you declare those words. Provision, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I love that. When I have a need, I just say, God, I'm going to seek your face because you're the provider, you're Jehovah Jireh, 
And I know that when I seek you, you're going to take care of the rest. And he always does. So you declare that too. Protection, Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So when you're alone, you're walking somewhere and you get a bit scared, God is there. When you go into situations that could be a bit testing, paramedics going in, when we face those ice addicts, I've done one the other day, and as we could see this person being restrained, and I'm going, God, you're the one that walks beside me. And I go from, oh my gosh, I'm a bit scared to, no, no, we can do this. In the name of Jesus, I am covered, I am protected. I've got time to tell you about the train. So, just before we went uh, last weekend, last Saturday it was, a week yesterday, John and I get on the train to go into the city to celebrate my birthday with our kids. And as we walked on, there's this great big um, plastic bag thing, one of those bags that people use to move clothes, by a pole. There's no one around it, so anyway, we're all walking in past it. And then I sit right opposite it. And then I'm thinking, hang on, what do they tell you about unattended luggage? So where's, but there was a, a lady just a bit down, and she looked like she could be the owner of that bag. So it's like, oh, that's cool. It's probably hers, and I'm not worried. Anyway, get, next, next stop comes, and I look, the lady's gone. The bag's still there. It's like, who did this bag belong to? And people are walking on the train or walking around it. And, of course, being now with the, with the ambulance as well, I'm a bit paranoid, especially disaster work. I'm thinking, there's an unattended bag here. Who's looking after this bag? If there's a bomb in it, I'm right in the firing line. And John saw me and he went, you're worried about the bag, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. There's, there's nobody with this bag. That's big enough to have a great big bomb, and I'm right in the firing line, darling. And so he said, you want to move? I'm thinking, oh, do I want to move or not? Because I'm not really happy. And then you know what God dropped in my heart? The safest place right now is around you, Anne, because my angels are there. And I'm not going to let that bomb, if that's a bomb, it's not going to explode. You're safe. Your angels are here. So anyone around you is safe too. So just twill. I've got, tw uh, twill? <laughs> twill? Just chill. I've got this. And so I just, um, I just said to John, no, we're safe. Now, if I'd really felt get out of there, I would have. But I felt safe and I felt just the calmness come. And I felt, actually, the angels of God are just protecting us all right now. Well, it was a few steps down when I saw this, obviously, a homeless person come and pick up the bag and walk off the train, and it was like, oh, I'm glad that went. But that was a good lesson for me, because at that point, fear was trying to get in, or caution, whatever it was. But it was, how lovely, God just went, no, you're safe. See, protection, guidance. We talked about Jeremiah 29 for the HSC students, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. Beautiful. For the nation, what's Proverbs 40 and 34? Righteousness exalts a nation. I declare, oh, our nation, doesn't it need it? So I declare into our nation, God, you said righteousness exalts a nation. Will you come? Let your righteousness come into this city. Let it come into our nation. Matthew 6.10 is about thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, when we are declarers of the word of God, it's not just for our family. That's important. It's not just for ourselves, but it's for the bigger body. It's for our neighbors. 
It's for the community, for our workmates, for the city in which we live, for the world in which we live. We can start to declare the word of the Lord into our world and make a difference. So we can declare, Lord, thy will be done in Sydney as it is in heaven. That will be done in Australia as it is. And every force that is trying to rob the Christian heritage that we have, we come against that in the name of Jesus. You can do things like that. That's what we called for. We called to prophesy and declare the word of the Lord into situations. So point number three, don't settle for dry bone situations. If you read in verse 7 to 10, look at this. So I spoke the message just as he told me. Then the rattling noise came and all the skeletons attached themselves and the skin, they had no breath. And he said, speak to the winds and come breath from the four winds. And so um, he did that. He spoke the messages he commanded me. Breath came into their bodies and they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. I mean, that was pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, to see all those, that, and remember, it's a vision. It didn't really happen. It's the vision that he was seeing. But it was just, the great army came out of it. But Ezekiel had to do three things. And first one, let's have a look. He had to believe. He had to believe that there's power. We have to believe there's power in the word of God. And then he had to do more than that. He then had to obey God's word. So God said, will you declare? And he went, yes, I will. And point three, he chose to declare it. So he obeyed God and he chose to declare the word of the Lord. And it only came to pass when he declared it. So if he'd sat there going, oh, I hope this is going to work. Oh, I wonder what God's going to do. I'm just looking. Okay, God said declare, but I'm just going to have a look. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Wouldn't have happened. It was when he actually declared what God had said that that is when it came to pass. And he saw the impossible um, happen. So that's incredible. And then point number four, we are all called to speak to the dry bones, situations around us. Because look what was happening in Israel. He said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They're saying we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. These are people discouraged, defeated, lost vision. All around us today, there are people who are depressed, discouraged, losing vision. I was just with a, a chaplain from Grafton. He's a police chaplain there. And he was saying that just one a week, a suicide is happening in Grafton of a young person who has lost all hope. Suicide is when you lose hope. It's a curse. It's a scourge on our society. And yet we're the people that have the answer. You know, James in communion said it so beautifully that Jesus has become our remedy for forgiveness. We have salvation through Jesus. Not only that, we now have access into the very throne of God. How beautiful is that? We have the authority of the Godhead on our side that we can call on him and get his help whenever we need it. How beautiful is that? Don't we have hope? If you're here as a Christian, you have the best hope. And yet we have a whole world that is needing it around, needs us to declare to people. Then he went on in verse 12. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I'll bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, people, you will know that I am the Lord. I'll put my spirit in you. You will live again. 
return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Isn't that beautiful? He's saying, I'm going to bring you back from exile, and I'm going to bring you home. Not only am I going to bring you home, but I'm going to restore that which was stolen from you. I'm going to restore your heritage to you. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you a future, and I'm going to prove to you I'm still your God. I love that. What a beautiful thing for the, the people there in exile to hear when he was saying, hey, it's not over. The situation is not hopeless. It may look hopeless to you, but I'm declaring the life to you. And I'm going to come through for you and prove to you that I am your God. You know, it's the same thing for us today. Our God is saying, church, if we will rise up and declare his words, into every situation, whether it's ours or the people around us, you know what will happen? He will come with his amazing power. He will come with his authority, and he will begin to break through. He will break through. He will do the miraculous. He can do what seems impossible. Our God can do it. If he can you know, cause all those, that army to rise up before Ezekiel, he can do it for us. He can take anything which you think is too hard and do the impossible. But what do we have to do? We have to find God's word. And then we have to declare God's word. And we keep on declaring it until the breakthrough comes. Yeah? Amen? So maybe if the band can come up and we've got a little time. Because we're going to do some declaration in a minute. So if the band will come. So before we do some declarations. I just love to challenge anyone here. That if you're just talking about beautiful Savior Jesus. See, Jesus wants to be a part of all of our lives, but he can't force himself in. He's too much of a gentleman for that. He says, you have to open up your life to me and invite me in. And when we invite Jesus in, he comes and forgives us, puts us in right relationship with God. It doesn't matter if you don't understand all about that right now. Just enough to know that God wants to be not only your Savior and your Lord, but your friend and your guide through life. That is so beautiful, but he can't force himself into your life. You have to say, Jesus, I want you. And if you're here this morning and you've never done that prayer, and you know the majority in this church here have all prayed that prayer, but if you're here and you haven't prayed that prayer, I'd love to guide you into that prayer this morning. Um, and so what I'm going to ask in a few minutes, if, if that's you, you can put up your hand. We'll, we'll be shutting our eyes. Put up your hand and I will see it. And I will just pray a prayer from the platform. And then afterwards, someone will just come and give you a Bible and just speak to you a little bit more about what it means to have Jesus inside our life. So maybe we should do that right now because you can't use the authority of God until you're his child. So let's just bow our heads for a moment. And for those of you that are here and you're saying, yep, yeah, I want Jesus. I want him to be my Lord and my Savior. If that's you, I'd love you just to very quickly just raise your hand up high so I can see it and I will acknowledge you and then we're going to do a prayer. So if that's you, would you please just quickly raise your hand because I would love to pray with you and introduce you to Jesus Christ as your beautiful Lord and Savior. Don't be shy. Just where everybody in this room has done it before. That's you. Very quickly, stick your hand up high so I can see it. It's beautiful. People needing Jesus. 
Okay, well, I hope that means that everybody here knows Jesus. Church, we just need to keep on bringing in people that don't know Jesus because they need to find him. But now what I love is all of us to stand. And I want you to think, what is the dry bone situation around you? Could be in your own life. Could be in the life of your family. Could be in the life of your friends. Could be in the life of this nation. Actually, can we leave that slide up, Aaron, the last slide? Oh, yeah, just leave up that slide for the, the miracle. Enjoy your miracle, that last one. You know, if that, I, I, I want you to just, whatever that drive on situation you're feeling about, if God's already given you a verse, his word towards that, I want us in a few minutes to declare into that situation, what is the word of the Lord into that situation? There is a power when we release that together. If you have a situation where you think, I don't know what God wants for that, then just declare that he is sovereign over that situation, that he is the Lord of all, and he's Lord of that situation, and he will break through. He's working on your behalf, and you just declare however you feel into that situation. And we're going to believe that as we declare, the authority of God is being released, and he can do amazing work. And as you get your breakthroughs coming this week, just give us feedback about your breakthroughs. We want to rejoice with you. But well, let's keep declaring and declaring until we see the breakthroughs come and we see the great breakthroughs in Jesus name okay thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge we invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources <laughs>